Welcome back, everyone. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. As promised, I was going to knock out two episodes, I mean, three total episodes tonight. So we are, yeah, what is what, I didn't, what is today? I normally do the date. Yeah, today is September 17th, 8.55 in the evening. It's wild how fast these months, these days are going by. I like, I feel like September just started. We're already almost, in, we're halfway done with the month, over halfway. So anyway, let's go ahead and hop into First Samuel chapter 10 and chapter 9. We hear about finally, yes, Saul is appointed as king. There's not a whole lot to really say about it other than Saul. On the outside, he looked like an ideal king. But we're going to find out that he had some heart issues. So... Who doesn't have heart issues? But I guess yeah, Saul seriously has some. And well, they're going to uh, they're going to show themselves as we read. All right, here we go. Samuel, yeah, First Samuel chapter ten. Samuel took the flask of oil, poured it out on Saul's head, kissed him, and said, "Hasn't the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? Today, when you leave me, you'll find two men at Rachel's grave as Zelza in the territory of Benjamin. They will say to you, the donkeys you went looking for have been found. And now your father has stopped being concerned about the donkeys and is worried about you asking, what should I do about my son? You will proceed from there until you come to the Oak of Tabor. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there. One bringing three goats, one bringing three loaves of bread, and one bringing a clay of jar of wine. A clay jar of wine. Hmm. They will ask how you are and give you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from them. After you come to Gibeah of God, where there are Philistines, garrison, Philistine garrisons. Or Philistine governors, they will arrive at the city. You will meet at a meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place prophesying. They will they will be preceded by harps, tambourines, flutes, and lyres. The spirit of the Lord will come powerfully on you. You will prophesy with them, and you will be transformed when these signs have happened to you. Do whatever your circumstances require, because God is with you. Afterward, go ahead and meet to Gilgal. I will come to you to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice fellowship offerings. Wait seven days until I come to you and show you what to do. When Saul turned around to leave Samuel, God changed his heart and all the signs came about that day. Hmm. When Saul and his servant, let's see here. When Saul turned around to leave Samuel, God changed his heart. Turned to him another heart. When Saul and his servant arrived at Gibeah, a group of prophets met him. The spirit, then the spirit of God came powerfully on him and he prophesied along with them. Everyone who knew him previously and saw him prophesy with the prophets asked each other, what has happened to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? This is interesting because Jesus is as our prophet and our king. He was, yeah. So he's our high priest and a king. And so for some people, yeah, it's interesting. If you talk to them, they'll say, oh, I believe Jesus was just a prophet, but they don't accept him as being the Lord and the savior and king of the the universe, the world and themselves, let alone themselves. So 
And here we see a foreshadowing to Jesus through Saul. But yeah, it's going to be, yeah, we'll see how he fits in this role of being a king and a prophet, having the abilities of a prophet and being a king. Before this, you just had Jesus as the king. Well, before this, you had God as king. Um, yeah, you had the Trinity, which is there, but all they knew was they didn't really know about it. They had no understanding of Jesus yet. So anyway, um, he, he was a prophesied savior to come, but we haven't gotten there yet. Anyway, they had God as king, and then uh, they had, they as far as I understand, they had yeah, God as king, and then they had the prophet that was appointed by God, and which in this case is Samuel. But now, yeah, Saul is going to have the abilities as a prophet and a king. Anyway, I hope that made sense. Everyone who knew him previously and saw him prophesy with the prophets asked each other, what has happened to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? Then a man who was from there asked, and who is their father? As a result, is Saul also among the prophets? Became a popular saying. This became a popular saying. That's all they're saying. All right. Verse 13. Then Saul finished prophesying and went to the high place. Saul's uncle asked him and his servant, where did you go? To look for the donkey, Saul answered. When we saw they weren't there, we went to Samuel. Tell me, Saul's uncle asked, what did Samuel say to you? Saul told him, he assured us the donkeys had been found. However, Saul did not tell him what Samuel had said about the matter of kingship. The fact that he had to go search for donkeys... There's something going on there, but I don't want to read too much into it, but there's some symbolism going on there. All right. Saul received as a king. Saul received as king. Verse 17. Samuel summoned the people to the Lord of Mizpah and said to the Israelites, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I brought Israel out of Egypt and I rescued you from the power of the Egyptians and all the kingdoms that were oppressing you. But today you have rejected your God who saves you from all your troubles and afflictions. You said to him, you must set a king over us. Now, therefore, present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and clans. You asked for it, I'll give it to you. <laughs> this reminds me of when they begged for quail. And then, yeah, he gave him so much quails, like bleeding through their nostrils. All right. Samuel had all the tribes of Israel come. Yeah. Samuel had all the tribes of Israel come forward and the tribe of Benjamin was selected. Then he had the tribe of Benjamin come forward by its clans and the Matrite clan was selected. Finally, Saul, son of Kish, was selected. But when they searched for him, they could not find him. They again inquired of the Lord. Has the man come here yet? Has the man come here yet? The Lord replied, there he is, hidden among the supplies. They ran and got him from there. When he stood among the people, he stood a head taller than anyone else. Samuel said to all the people, do you see the one the Lord has chosen? There is no one like him among the entire population. And all the people shouted, long live the king. Samuel proclaimed to the people the rights of kingship. He wrote them on a scroll, which he placed in the presence of the Lord. Then Samuel sent all the people home. Saul also went to his home in Gibeah, and brave men whose hearts God had touched went 
with him. But some wicked men said, how can this guy save us? They despised him and did not bring him a gift. But Saul said nothing. Once that God's hearts had touched. Hmm. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and then close out, close this one out. The expression God changed his heart could refer to the Holy Spirit coming upon Saul in power to accomplish his kingship, just as the Spirit came upon other leaders in the Old Testament for specific purposes. Don't miss the expression of amazement that Saul, of all people, was suddenly exercising the prophetic gift. Samuel summoned the people to present their new king to them. But as time would reveal, since the people were not wholly devoted to him, God was giving them a king who would not be wholly devoted to him either. Wholly devoted to him either. To make sure they could be so they got a king that was a reflection of the hearts of the people. I heard people say the same thing about our the the last few presidents that we had. Somebody said that our president is a reflection on on the heart to the people of our nation. So I'm not going to say specifically which president I'm talking about, but I'm sure y'all can guess. Uh, let's see here. To make sure there could be no doubt about God's choice, Samuel brought all the tribes and clans forward. Samuel worked his way down to smaller and smaller groups, probably by casting lots, until Saul, son of Kish, was selected. But Saul, as it turned out, was hiding. Apparently overcome with either modesty or fear of the glare of the spotlight. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's hop on this Romans road. This is the, the plot thickens. Romans 3.23, so it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the cost of the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated or showed or commended his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And then lastly, Romans 10.9-10 says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can simply say this prayer. And um, yes, sincerely say it from your heart. Say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus's mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I'll be back do one more episode and then I'm turned down for the night. Turn down for the nights.